We are just about through the dog days of summer. I guess that officially ends, um, well, with Labor Day. But uh, the kids are already back in school. The colleges are open. The universities are. Everything's getting back to normal. And what we used to know as Quad C and has graduated to become merely Collin College is also back in action. Dr. Neil Matkin is the president of Collin College and joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. I always thought Quad C was one of the better names out there. I knew it was one of the, the kids referred to it as Quad C. So no more Collin County Community College. That's been gone for a while? Well, it has. My, my predecessor, Dr. Israel, migrated to Collin College. And I think it was a, to embrace a bigger mission. But uh, we still get called Quad C from time to time. And our legal name is still Collin County Community College District. So it's, it's not really gone anywhere. And I think Collin College is a shorter mouthful. Well, the college is going somewhere. I, you know, I went on site the other day and I was looking. You've got you've got campuses in McKinney, Plano, Rockwall, Wiley, Allen, Salina, Farmersville, Frisco, and then virtual campuses. How do you keep up with all that? Well, for <laughs> I've got to tell you, it's not easy. We've got a lot of things happening here. We've got a fantastic team. And not all of the campuses are the same size. The, the campus in Farmersville is about 52,000 square feet, Salina about 90,000. So they're sized to the communities where they're they're located. Uh, Wiley is about 240,000 square feet, so a little bit bigger investment. But we did, uh, last master plan, did put in four new campuses. So it's uh, kind of exciting. But so, so the idea is that you're going to the students instead of the students coming to you, it sounds like. Well, the traffic in, in Collin County has not gotten better. We've gone out and put <laughs> barricades up to let people know they're, they're we're full, but they keep coming. And so I think last figure I saw was 81 people a day. And so the reality is there are national studies that show that if a student has to travel more than about 22 minutes, it becomes a disincentive. And we are a commuter college, 99% commuter college. We have some dormitory space on our Plano campus, but very small, 281 beds. And so if we don't go to the students, we're not serving them. So we've tried to put the colleges where they're conveniently located for people to come take classes. So how many of these students, what you've got over, what, over 50,000 students right now? We're closing in. We, we don't have the official count until the 12th day of the semester, a little bit later in September. But we think we may have hit the 60,000 mark. This oh, really? Year. So how many of these students are, for lack of a better term, full-time students? About a third of our students are full-time, and the remainder of them are taking less than 12 hours, which is what we consider to be full-time. So about a third of them are full-time. But this comes at an interesting time. There was a Bloomberg story that was out last week, and the headline was a grabber, College Grads See Future in Trade Jobs. And the article went on to say they're wondering, you know, why they had this, if this expensive education they went through for four years was worth it, when the big high-paying jobs are sort of electricians and plumbers and technologies and professionals, and they're the ones in demand. You guys are also feeding that demand, too. We absolutely are. You know, the comprehensive community college, we offer a lot of different trades. We also offer on-ramps to universities, the first two years for most university educations. So we, we're playing in all the, all the different ballparks, and we've had a tremendous increase and the number of trades that we offer, the career and technical education. And we've had a lot of takers. So we're, we're hitting a nerve. We really are. T.I., uh, Texas Estimates has been on here. We were talking to their CFO not too long ago. And he was saying 
they had cut some deals around to sort of my term growing their own you know they had they had these demands of the workforce and they weren't getting that coming out of the universities so they'd cut some deals with universities to sort of do that to that end i noticed you just uh, announced a deal with toyota motor company to uh, do some tech uh, technician training and and some education network toyota has been an absolutely amazing partner along with raytheon ti and others but Toyota has been fantastic. We did just launch their T10 program. It's their it's their top tier training program. I call them Corolla whisperers, by the way. <laughs> but they're they're the folks that, that are really the top notch technicians. It's a two year program. It takes a, it takes a spell to get through, but they're in high demand and they can often command six figure salaries. So it's a it's not your your grandpa's shade tree mechanics or my dad's shade tree mechanics. It's a very different level of sophistication maintaining these modern vehicles but the thing is all this stuff and this is all great but then it changes and and technology changes and and the major employers change and one of the arguments for this sort of four-year education is you had portability you could move trades easily or change jobs and and you had enough knowledge in other areas that you could do it and i guess maybe that's the downside to to technical training for a specific job, as long as that job's there, it's good. You know, I don't know that I, I fully agree with that. And I, I'm not saying that you don't have a point because you do have to keep retraining. But, you know, when I think of education, and I'm a liberal arts major uh, from my undergrad, I think that any period of rigor in a young person's life where they have to, to meet certain demands, whether it's military or it's, it's, it's university or it's trade school, I think it, it, it creates portable skills. And I, I get the idea that if you're specifically trained in one particular technology, that you may have to pick up something else. But I would posit that it's a whole lot easier to pick that up after you've done the rigor and got become an expert in some similar technology that's that's evolving. So I think that, I think that all all the paths can lead to success if the, for a motivated student. But I would guess that Collin College could fill that void if there were some additional training that was needed, rather than you know enrolling in a four-year college to do it you can go get some refresher courses or or adjusted training well you know we have a continuing education which is a non-credit that's, classes that's the term 70, i'm looking for yeah yeah over 70 certificates that are out there but colin also has four baccalaureate degrees where 2017 the legislature enabled us to start offering some baccalaureate degrees in response to needs in the community and we'll have a fifth come next year. So we're already playing in the in the four-year market in some very high-demand fields that are very successful. So you're you're a, you're an educator, and that's primary, I would assume. But you're also head of all these campuses. You got sixty thousand students. You've also got a board that you have to answer to that's voted, that's voted in. Uh, all we hear about is you know, especially the public school system, is sort of woke, uh, and and this counter offensive to get woke people off boards do you find yourself fighting politics too well that's that's a great question and i gotta gotta be honest with you i have a bias here and i'm gonna i'm gonna speak freely if i may here's the thing do i care if somebody's on the left or the right or do i care about educating them and helping them achieve their purpose and i think that the professional educator whether faculty or administration needs to keep her eye on the ball. And in this case, the ball is the student. I, I'm not here to help somebody that's far left become far right or, or vice versa. I'm here to help them reach their goals and stay out of the political forum if I'm able. 
And uh, there are folks that want to drag us in, but we resist. And I think that uh, as a professional educator, isn't my first allegiance to helping the student achieve their goal, regardless of what walk of life they've come from? And that's kind of the way I look at it. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a strong advocate for putting the student first and serving that student without excuses. And my particular political bias or ideology shouldn't weigh into it. And I, I feel that strongly. That's, and that's a good answer, probably the answer it, it ought to be. So, so, so you've been there a couple of years. You've already got this. You've got these diverse campuses that you've got to keep up with right now. Are you right sized? Do you go through and you you grow each of those campuses, or do you think you're there's there's a calling for still still more venues to be opening up? You know, we just passed our the the broad brush. Uh, next step for our master plan. The board just passed them Tuesday week ago. And we're starting to flesh that out a little bit. We're asking some hard questions. Talking about career and technical education, we built a $177 million tech campus now in its fourth year of operation, barely. And it's already a third subscribed. Now we, we expected it to take about 10 years to get to this point, but it's been a hit and people are, are coming in droves. And so we certainly changed some of the mix there a little bit to meet what's in demand, but we're also looking at what are the demands elsewhere. And so we'll probably make some additional investments, but nothing to the extent of building four campuses during a pandemic. I've done that once. <laughs> you don't want to do that again. <laughs> I don't want to do it again. It was a very tough period of time. Well, we wish you a great school year. And, and I know you must be happy that you don't have this dilemma about whether to join the big 12 or the ACC. Uh, the uh, college, <laughs> your your football team is not at risk, I gather. No, we've got a tennis and a basketball team. That's about as far as we go. So <laughs> Good for you. Dr. Neil Matkin is the president of Collin College and our guest today. Thank you very much. We appreciate the time. Well, thank you, sir. It was very enjoyable getting to talk to you. Thanks a lot. For more of our conversation, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.